0: Small dose self help from the hip small dose We're talking that shit small dose keeping it real small dose me and then seals so funky Hey guys it's another edition of this little shoe called Small Deuces And this is a very special episode because we have a very special guest. And, you know, I always try to have the guest be on theme, but this one is very spot on. It is side effects of platonic relationships. And I have my number one platonic friend, Brandon Victor Dixon, in the place to be. Now... To be clear, because this is my homie to the homie of homies, we talked for so long that we had to put this into two parts, y'all. So today, we're going to hit y'all with some goodness, and then the next episode, we're going to have Brandon come through and hit you ooh, with more goodness, because we're going to delve all the way into this. And why? Because it's necessary. I know some of you all are sitting there like, what's a platonic relationship? Essentially, it's a relationship where you are with somebody who is in like the same, Sexual group that you'd be attracted to, but you are not sexually attracted to them. You just, or you might be. Well, you're just, you're, you're homies, okay? You're homies. And you're not pursuing a romantic involvement. Now that can get very Sketchmaster 2000. 2000. Super Sonic Sketchy, Super sign Sketchy. And that is what we're gonna talk about today. What is the real truth behind a platonic friendship? Is it really platonic? I always feel like this is a very interesting topic because I always hear guys talk about like, oh, you know, men can't be friends with women that they're attracted to, or just in general, men can't be friends with women. I mean, Mike Pence doesn't meet with women unless his wife is there, or unless like someone else is there. It's almost like when you go to the gynecologist and if you have a male gynecologist, they have to have a woman nurse in the room. But it's not because Mike Pence is not doing gynecological exams with these women it's simply just a conversation and usually professionally based but he seems to be amongst the thought process that says no men cannot be friends with women which is a very archaic patriarchal standpoint um nonetheless we are here in 2018 and I we're advancing. advancing and so this conversation has to advance and that's why we're talking about it today on small Doses <laughs> let's drop a little jam on them mm-hmm. rest, rest in, in peace to prodigy bad. Damn, drop in Jam dropping, jam dropping. We dropping on these hoes. Today's gem droppery is all about the, the friend zone <laughs> versus platonic oh friendships. This right here, man, is a hell of an important distinction. Let's dig in. This whole friend zone shit is so irritating to me because basically folks act like it's a prison that you have been placed into. It's an emotional glass cage of emotion. And it's like you've been put there, you don't want to be there, and you... Always end up having certain level, there's always seems to be like a certain level of resentment attached to this whole idea of the friend zone. What's always weird to me is like the person that's in the friend zone always feels like they're they should not be in the friend zone for whatever reason. And at the end of the day, though, it's like if someone doesn't want to be more than friends with you, let it ride. Because what's for you is for you. And the friend zone is somebody who is saying, like, I am not right for you. And even if you're like, but you are, but you are, if they don't think they're right for you, they're not right for you. I know that that math may sound like two plus two equals elephant, but it really is not. It's, it's just what it is. I say this cause I have been in this situation. I'll talk about it later, but the realities of it are like, Sometimes feelings happen for one person that they don't for the other person. But I don't think that should make you consider yourself in some like zone of of a fortress of friendship. And that's where the platonic friendship comes in. Now, the difference between a friend zone and a platonic friendship is that the friend zone is somebody who's like just being your friend with their fingers crossed behind their back that you're going to let them fuck or that you're going to fall in love with them. And it has an ulterior to it, whereas a platonic friendship does not have an ulterior to it. It's simply two people who connect with each other in a way that is not romantic. I have a number of platonic homeboys who I have never like pursued any type of romantic involvement with. Now... I'm not saying that you may not be attracted to someone who is your platonic friend. I mean, they're your friend because they have similar interests as you. You know, they're your friend because they treat people the way that you treat people. So you have similar ethics. You know, you have things in common. That's something that is natural for a partner. So it seems only natural that, like, you may have an attraction to a platonic friend. And, you know, they may, like, be physically attractive to you. But that's where being grown comes into play, and it's like, just because you're physically attracted to somebody or just because you have things in common doesn't mean that you guys should be a couple. It just means that y'all have things in common and you both look good, but the friendship might be the best way. I think a perfect way to describe this is like, so me and Tabby Bennet, me and Tabby are full on 100% platonic friends. We ain't never did nothing. We ain't never kissed. We ain't never talked about kissing. We ain't never, I've never thought about kissing Tabby, but I still think Tabby is fly as shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I still think Tabby is super dope. Tabby and I went to Ghana together. We went to Togo together. At no point did the African sun shine down upon us and make our pheromones say, ooh, maybe we should try something. Because at the end of the day, we both know that even though we can recognize the flyness and the attractiveness in each other, we belong to as friends. Like, that's clear and it's what it is. And we belong as friends because even though we have similar interests... And, you know, things that are like, like like-minded, we are not romantically matched. We're just not. And that's okay. And I think that there's this thought process that says that if you're not romantically matched with somebody, then you shouldn't be friends with them or that, you know, there's something wrong with you or something that they're not attracted to you. And that's your own insecurity. The friend zone is your own insecurity, by By the the way. way. If you feel like you're in the friend zone, that's your own insecurity. Because you're just like, oh, well, why don't they want to be with me? Like, why don't why why am I over here? And it's just like I understand the. I, I listen. I know I may sound like I'm being such a realist right now. That you're like, damn Amanda, why are you being so harsh? But I say that because I've been in the situation where you just can't understand why this person don't want to be with you and why they want to be with someone else. And you're doing all of this math that has nothing to do with the fact that. You know what? Work on the friendship. And it's good to have platonic friends. Like, I just feel like there's this thought process that says, like, if you're not in a romantic exchange with somebody, then they don't really need to be around you if they're of another sex or, you know, of another gender. And I just think that that is so limiting. I think it's a beautiful thing that our world has evolved in a way where women have more agency and we have more independence. And I think that also means that we all have to exercise a certain level of awareness and consideration and courtesy when it comes to platonic friendships and friend zones, meaning... If someone feels like they're in the friend zone and, you know, they're hurt that you don't want to be with them, but you want to really, like, work on your friendship, have the conversation. You know, like, that's the thing that has to happen, the communication and the conversation. And too often, it's like it doesn't happen, and so it just sits there and it festers and festers and festers, and then it turns into something else. And we've seen that happen in, like, really, really deleterious ways. Remember that guy that, like, shot up a bunch of people? In Santa Barbara and his like beef was, you know, these chicks just want want to be my friend and they don't want to fuck. And it's like, really? Really? It it, it was it it was just earth shattering to me that his thought process was they don't want to smash. And so they have to die because he felt so bad about himself because they didn't want to smash. And I just feel like this just a side note. When friend zone is applied to specifically women, it's really about male entitlement nine times out of ten. And this idea that says, well, if I'm nice to you, I should be able to fuck. And and why why do you have to keep me as your friend if I'm nice to you? You know, like, I, and it's like, well, why are you being, are you just being nice to me to smash? You know, is this just, you know, are you just like pleasantry penis? Like, what is this about? <laughs> I don't, I've never understood that thought process. Just because you're nice to me does not mean that you get an entry into Shangri-La. No, I'm not going to end it like that. So... I just want you guys to really sit and think about your platonic relationships and think about for a second, am I really in a platonic friendship or do I feel like I'm in the friend zone? If I feel like I'm in the friend zone, then I need to have a conversation with that person or I need to really just have a conversation with myself because what I'm doing is I'm not operating in a truthful, honest fashion with the person that I'm exchanging with. I have an ulterior motive behind it. I'm secretly trying to like hang around just to see if things will go into a direction that is what I emotionally want and that's not fair because that's not what real friendship is based on. It's it's dishonest. It's circuitous and it's duplicitous. It just is. And even if it may not be like, you know, you're an evil scientist in a lair trying to cook up some some formula to make them fall in love with you, like that chick did with Ron in Order of the Phoenix, it's still not cool. It's just not cool. Your platonic friendships are the people in your life that may not have a romantic relationship with you, but that absolutely have a purpose and a value to you. And by the way, if you are somebody that has a significant other, that has platonic friends, figure out how to nurture that shit. Because that's where you're gonna have an even stronger relationship with the person you're with. DMT. We're We're in. For the first time ever, we have an in-studio DMT. Let's get into it. So, a friend of mine is very good friends with her ex-boyfriend. They were together for a little while, but they realized they were better as friends. Uh, It was totally platonic. They have no feelings for each other. He has a new girlfriend. They've been together a little while. He and his girlfriend live together. The girlfriend told him to stop hanging out with my friend. She said, actually, it's a little more complicated. They were going to a group thing. And she said, I don't care if you hang out with her alone, but I don't want her there at this group thing, which is, which involves all of their mutual friends. And now he's not interacting with my friend anymore. And she confronted him and he said, she didn't say I can't hang out with you. She just said you couldn't come to this thing. But he's not texting her back anymore. Oh, so he's trash. Yeah, that's all that is. Sorry. Right. Yeah, he's trash. Um, you know, here's the thing. Like basically, he must be getting really good head. Or this girl might be financially supporting him in a certain way, or she builds up his self-esteem in some type way or fashion. It's got to be it's my point is that she's serving him in a way that he considers to be more valuable than his friendship with your friend. And That's a real thing that happens, you know, like, especially like in marriages, you know, it's like, I'm not going to disrupt my marriage for a friendship. And you're just like, I held you down as your homie for like 37 years and now you got married and it's just like, oh, this is, this is it. And I think that there's a certain level of um, selfishness involved with that. But I also think there's a high level of cowardice involved with it because... Also, the fact that you're saying like he didn't even admit that she said, don't hang out. And it's like, well, just at least keep it 100 and say, like, I'm afraid of my girlfriend. <laughs> like You know, like, at least just say, like, I, I really like her and I don't want to stir the pot. Now, what I found is that most folks realize later that anybody who's isolating you in that way is not the right type of relationship. Anybody that's telling you like no you shouldn't be around people for no for no good reason other than like I just don't I don't I don't want to be like that. It's not the right way. It's not the it's not the right person and it's not the way that you interact in a relationship that's healthy. You know? Like I feel I genuinely feel like you should be able to have an an significant other and have your platonic relationships as long as you have awareness of people's feelings, and of also, like, courteousness. You know, like, I know, like, as a platonic friend, like, I'm not texting you and I'm not calling you after 9 p.m. If you have a girl. I'm not doing it. I learned it. It's done. Don't fucking DM me. Don't do none of that shit. You know, if you are in a relationship, don't make jokes about what you would do if you weren't in a relationship. Get that shit off my phone, B. Get it off. You know, if you're in a relationship, you know, honestly... I have literally told, like, friends of mine, like, I need to meet your fiancé. I need to meet your girlfriend because I don't want it. I don't want no problems. So when they don't want that to happen, you got to wonder, like, well, what's that about? Relationship Relationship George. George. I'm always like, you know, why why does it have to be oil and water, like, so separate? And I don't know. But this guy right here just sounds like there's something he's not telling her. And I've also, I've also seen this happen before with both men and women where they pit their platonic friend against the person that they're with in a way to like enhance the jealousy of the other person, which in turn makes them feel more wanted. And I've been on the outside of that. I've had somebody use me in that way and i had no idea what was happening cuz his wife was like really cool with me and then all of a sudden she was literally was trying to fight me in the street and i was like what is happening and she's like i know that you're trying to get at my man and i'm like who who <laughs> that piece of shit what are you si-? he sits outside the steps of our building and drinks a fifth of vodka and a fifth of brandy he's not even loyal to his alcohol and you think he loyal to you what Oh my God. I was like, ma'am, ma'am. And then I went inside and I told my mom and my mom came outside. <laughs> Who you think you are? Get away from my daughter. And I was like behind her like, that's right, bitch. You ain't know my mom was in town. Mm-hmm. All of this because he had lied to her and said to her that Amanda was trying to holler at him. Yeah. So I've seen that happen before. So, you know, here's some tea for you. I know you guys, are per- these ears are perking up. You ready? Many ear perks? So recently, Khalees came out and talked about her relationship and her marriage with Nas and how, like, ridiculous it was in terms of how he treated her physically, emotionally, etc. So there was a time where... Police was planning Nas's birthday party and a week before, Nas and I had had dinner after I interviewed him at Sirius Satellite Radio and I'd known him for years and he had done a blurb on the back of my poetry book and I had finally gotten the book and was showing it to him. So we're at the dinner and he was like, you know, I'd, I'd like you to be my mistress. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? What are you talking about? And he was like, you know, um, I, 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 you know I, I have a proposition for you. And I was like, brother, first of all, No. Second of all, you already have a light-skinned, loud-mouthed, curly-haired woman. Why, if you were going to get a mistress, would you double up? That don't make no sense. Why would you do that? And he was like, you right. You right. You know what? You, You two in the mix for me anyway. I'm like, great, Puffy Vest. Great. But a week later, it was his birthday party, and I got word from my publicist that apparently Khalees had asked for me not to be allowed to go to the party that the publicist for the party had reached out to my publicist and said Amanda is banned from the party. Now, to this day, I don't know if that is even 100% true, but part of me felt like he preemptively said to her, like, oh, Amanda Seals tried to holler at me or Amanda Diva tried to holler at me. And, you know, she was like acting upon that and being like, nah, get her out of here. Just so that if I ever came to her and spilled the beans, he would have already had his foothold in there. There's some tea for you. Next question. I have an ex that has insisted on still being in my life. I reluctantly allowed it to happen. But he makes these sexual innuendos a lot. Well, that's not what my other platonic friends do or how they carry themselves. I told him that it's best that we not even be platonic friends, but he says that I'm the one that can't leave our past in the past. But he gets mad to hear that I've moved on and that the attempt to being platonic friends is disrespectful to the new boo. What should I do? I mean, it sounds like he is not your platonic friend. It sounds like he's somebody who's in the friend zone and he feels away about it. It sounds like somebody who at the end of the day still wants to have control over you like he would if you guys were maybe in your romantic relationship. And now that you're not, he doesn't feel like he has the obligation to that control that he had before. So, you know, that's a tough one. I mean, that's not somebody that really is your friend. <laughs> if you say that you're uncomfortable with sexual innuendos and they keep doing it, that's somebody who's completely disrespecting the way that you want to be treated. I had that happen to me recently with, well, not recently, but I had that happen to me with someone who had been my boyfriend and then he left school and went on with his life and then we, you know, rekindled our friendship over the years and we were very good friends and then he, like, tried to have an affair with me and I was like, nah, like this, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. And then he, like, FaceTimed me with his dick out and I'm just like, I told you I don't want to do stuff like that. You're married. Get out of here. And he's like, "No, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just having a laugh." Da, da, da. No. You 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 no longer get to have your dick involved in jokes. Okay? That's part of platonic friendship. Dick-free jokes. I don't want it, okay? Schlong-free laughs. All right? Penis-free punchlines. I can do this all day. I got a lot of synonyms for dicks. And then a lot of synonyms for jokes because I'm a comedian. <laughs> but yeah, get this guy out of here. And also, like, if you feel uncomfortable, I just feel like in general, the people in your circle shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable. And that's outside of like this whole conversation of platonic relationships. That's just like a lot of us like keep friends around for whatever reason. And a lot of times the reason ain't even about the fact that like they're a good friend. <laughs> it's like you have a certain level of guilt involved. And that's what it sounds like to me with this is. It sounds like you may have a certain level of guilt involved that you feel like you have to keep them around because you're not together anymore. And you're not doing a service to either of you with that. You know, that's just that. Next question, how can you show support and love for friends you have, who have feelings for you, even though you've made it clear on numerous occasions that you only want friendship without coming off as an asshole when they get their hopes up for more? This is a real one, guys. This is, this is, this is a real one. Because in your mind, you're just like, I just want to be good and kind. And then the other person's mind, they're like, but I love you. And then, you know, you feel like you're leading them on by doing that and showing support. And this is the thing. There's sometimes a way that that just doesn't ever work. Like I've seen guys try to do that after we've broken up and they want to still kind of like pat me on the back and like show support. And it's like, I need some time first. I Cause I got to get you out of like home, like I got to get you into homeboy context. And you know, you receive praise and support differently depending on who it's coming from, right? Like... If my friends say good luck on a show, I'm like, thanks. You know, whereas like if a guy that I'm seeing says good luck on a show, I'm like, he thought about me. He wants me to win. He wants me to succeed. He sent me that because he cares. And so the person that you're talking about, it sounds like that's where they've got you like sequestered. And the only thing you can do about that is either just like... Maybe it's for your conscience that you're just like, no, like I really care about them, you know, but um, so you keep saying it. But if you feel like it's hurting them, then you got to back off, you know, because I've definitely had to say to somebody like, stop. (laughs) Like, I just need you to stop inserting yourself into my space because I can't be with you. And it's fucking with me. me. Like, it's really fucking with me. And it's no shade. It's just that I am not at an emotional place where I can handle it because I still have this emotional attachment. So, you know, if you feel like when you do it it makes them kind of hurt that they're that you're not with them, you may have to be the bigger person in that situation and say like let me just create a little more distance. And I don't necessarily think that they'll be upset with that. If they are, that's their thing. It's not really yours, you know. But I think at the end of the day like Friendship is hard and like especially with all the social constructs and gender expectations and blah 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 like it can be hard to navigate the waters of friendship and you know how what's appropriate what's inappropriate you know what's okay you know what is um, understood between two parties and what's not and it's there's no blueprint for that I think it's very individual and it's, it takes having a certain level of awareness that a lot of people may not e- even have the patience to have. And it takes especially men having a way more heightened awareness than they would have typically for anyone other than their girl. I think a lot of guys reserve that heightened awareness for one person. <laughs> and that's why they don't have female friends because they're like, I, I just can't have that. And, you, you know, if you're going to have women in your life, whether they're your friends or family or daughters, et cetera, brothers, you're going to have to open the emotional box. Step into it, get your shimmy on, electric slide in that hoe, okay? Because it's going down if you want to really have good friendships with women. One more. Can we do it? Can we do it? All right. Y'all got to stop sending me messages with voice recorders because let me tell you, listen to how this reads. I think that every man's sound be with one more than woman because there are more women than man. But everybody wants companionship and don't nobody want to die alone. My question is, what do you think about that? That was no punctuation. And I guess what he's saying is every man should be with more than one woman because there are more women than man. Oh, I didn't realize this was a math. I didn't realize that this was a Noah's Ark situation. Like, it's so funny to me how, like, the attempts that humans make on trying to create definitive grid work to to exist. We do it with religion. You know, we do it with the implementation of um, labels. We we do this all the time. We even did this to the animal kingdom. Like, we're like, we need to make this shit make sense. Kingdom, phylum, genus, species, order. Kingdom, phylum, genus, species, order. For the record, I missed 32 days of of biology when I was in high school. Okay, I missed 32 days because I was playing spades. I still got straight A's. Yeah. I still got straight A's because I had made sure that I did my homework and I distinctly remember going to class and being like showing up and the teacher being like, oh, you're here today? Let's see what you know. Run it down. How does the how, how does the, the labeling system work? And I was like, oh, oh, you must not know who you're talking to. Kingdom Phylum, genus, species, order. And there was an assumed, bitch. I think there's something that we have to acknowledge when it comes to humankind and the fact that we constantly try to equate and relate humankind to the animal kingdom in terms of like what makes sense and what doesn't make sense for our behaviors. And it's a false equivalency. You know, there's, we are clearly like made in certain similar ways, but at the end of the day, the human race does have a heightened level of consciousness. We are sentient beings. We create technology. We are aware of emotion and we have very, very high levels of intuitiveness. So to try to like diminish that, to just say something like, well, there's more women than men. So that's just it. No, we're individuals. And I think that what the key thing that I feel like gets lost on people is that you cannot just place this overarching expectation on everybody. Some people are monogamous. Some people are polygamous. And I don't think that there's just like a this is how humans should be. You know, I think that it's just it's individual to you. And when I hear people say like, oh, well, men, that's why men can't be with one woman because they've got all the sperms. And I'm like, what, what, who's cooking up this math, yo? Who is cooking up this math? We are all individuals. And the uniqueness about the human species is that not only are we all individuals, we are aware of our individuality in a way that we can also communicate clearly to each other. And That is not present in all spaces of the animal kingdom. And at the end of the day, if you can communicate your individuality to somebody, then you have agency to determine that for yourself. And you really shouldn't have to, like, move under an overall heading that someone else gave for you. And you don't even know who the fuck that person is.
1: This is a a whole whole other other podcast.
0: podcast. But what I'm saying is, is that you can determine, like, I'm able to be friends with people that I've been with. Some people can't. But there shouldn't necessarily be like this whole expectation that says like, well, you have to do this because this is it. The same way that says like, no, it's not about like, oh, there should be men with multiple wives. Some of y'all can't even handle yourself. okay? let alone manage another person's existence. Are you fucking kidding me? You You can't can't even make a a sandwich, nigga. And you talking about multiple wives? Like I've seen dudes who literally can't even keep their driver's license up to date. It expires every 10 years and you couldn't even get that right. But you want to have multiple women depending on your emotional, physical, and mental uh, availability? Sit down. Stop it, Five. Please. Please. I'm ranting today because I haven't eaten breakfast, but I feel like I did. I said some things. I do feel like I said some things. That, that one, one time? <laughs> so we have a quick that one time, because of course this is a part two episode with Brandon Victor Dixon coming on next episode, so we can have the throwdown, go down of platonic friendship talk. It is going to be... <laughs> (laughs) it's a good one y'all let me tell you it's a good one if you don't know who Brandon Victor Dixon is Brandon Victor Dixon was the star of the recent live uh, production of Jesus Christ Superstar he played Judas he was in Chains and singing with a high voice you loved it you loved it you loved it shout out to John Legend I loved it as well Brandon Victor Dixon is also on the show Power and he plays uh, the attorney who is fucking Ghost's Wife on the side ooh Silver you dirty dog now my that one time I had a friend who like showed up at my house one day with flowers and was just like I want to give it a shot and I was like you're fucking a whole other like you're fucking a whole person though I know her I've met her you may not be claiming her as your girl but you're definitely smashing on a regular basis and he was like yeah but I really like I, I, I have feelings for you and I would really like to give it like a whirl and I was like why do you think I would jump to that when you're in the middle of fucking somebody right now? And he was like, well, I wouldn't want to be too hasty. And I was like, see, here's where we fucking lose it. Because what really should have happened was you deaded it. You broke it off. You got a clean slate. And then you approached me with your clean slate. Cause my question always becomes like, so what's, what's, what's the plan? I'm always curious about the plan. I'm the white girl in every horror film. Like who hears the chainsaw and is like, "Ah, what's that? Like, I'm like, oh, is that crazy over there? Let me go see what kind of crazy it is. So I'm like, what's the plan? And he's like, well, the plan would be, you know, that if you said yes, then I would then begin the detachment process. And then, you know, we would get together. And I'm like, so basically I would have to sit over here twiddling my thumbs and crossing my fingers and also just being like a shady broad like Offred just realized she was in the last episode of the Handmaid's Tale and decide like, okay, I'm going to smile on this chick's face when I see her knowing that you are in the middle of wrecking her world to be with me. I'm good, dude. I don't want to carry that karma on me. I can't. And he understood that and I was just like, Okay, so you want to go to the corner store? And so that's what I did. I just like cut it, cut it. Like I have a cutlass, a machete like tattooed on my foot because I just be cutting it, cut through the bullshit. But we were able to continue to be friends because he didn't take it personal that I wasn't trying to go there with him. But I think that was also because I was very clear in what worked for me and what didn't work for me and why this was not the case. Like why this was not going to happen. And there was no shade, and there was no anger, and there was no like, "Oh, you're not on my level, none of that." It's just like, nah, We work better as friends, and also the way that you're approaching me is not cool. So there's that. I'm not gonna take offense to it, but you just learned a lesson, didn't you? But you ain't gotta take my word for it, but um, the last dough. So that's it for this episode of Small Doses Platonic Relationships Part 1. Make sure next week to come back and check out Brandon Victor Dixon on Part 2 Platonic Relationships. Thank you all as usual for your DMTs. Make sure to follow me at Amanda Seals on Instagram. And come on out to my show at the Improv May 19th. You guys, we sold out the first show and so we are adding a second one. You can come out to the 1030 show. Get your tickets today. Next week on Small Doses, Intrigue. I went and I murdered that shit. Conspiracy. It's the government. It's officials. They got the government involved. And Hard Truths. No one's ready to deal with you. Amanda Seals. I'm going to show you how to squirt. And Brandon Victor Dixon. Look how my grandiose ass plan is that. In Platonic Relationships 2, The Return. Next week on Small Doses. the show.